Thank you for joining us here at Life Church. It's an honor to share God's word with you today. Our prayer is that you will connect with Jesus Christ as you hear his word online. We'd love to have you visit one of our upcoming gatherings. For more information, visit us online at www.liferva.org or contact our church offices and we'll be happy to help you in any way that we can. Let's go now to one of our recent services where you can experience a life-giving message from God's Word. I can worship you at home, but today I'm here, amen, and I came to worship Him. Hallelujah! We bless you, mighty God. We worship you in this house. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the wonderful name of Jesus. Praise the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen, amen. Now, this is where we would normally have you turn around and greet your neighbor, but we'll have you do a modified version of that today. Why don't you just turn around and smile at him and give him an air high five, amen? (laughs) Tell him it's good to see him in church today, amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. God bless you. You may be seated. Welcome home. Amen. Welcome home. It's been 10 weeks. Praise God. We're home. Amen. I'm excited about getting to preach to people and not just an empty cafe today. Amen. It's good to see everybody. I pray you and your family are well. I pray that you're blessed. It's so good to be back in church today. And I am so thankful that we are on our way back to normal. Amen with us now being in phase one of our reopening. And before I begin, before I begin my sermon today, I want to take a few minutes to give a shout out to some very special people. I hope they're all here today because this is the only day I'm doing it in in service. But I want to give a a shout out to some people who've been helping our church to stay connected over the last 10 weeks. Some of them are our paid staff, but so many are our amazing volunteers that we have here at Life Church. Each week, you have been able to enjoy what we've been calling Church at Home with services from our cafe. How many of you have enjoyed doing that? Amen. And it's happened because of some amazing people. Our worship team, Lisa Atkins, Eddie Wilbur, Jasmine Funes, Jordan Pavey, Craig Wilbur, and Noah Evans. Let's give them a big hand. Our production team and support team of Stephen Funes, Rodney Pavey, Rebecca Markovich, Robin Thompson, Debbie Fuller, and Anthony Mercury, who's a member of another church. Let's give them a huge shout of thanks. Amen. I also want to recognize our LC Connect daily devotional team. In case you don't know what I'm talking about, we've put a daily devotional out every single day except Sunday, and you've had the word on Sunday. Uh, the preaching, the service. Every single day since we closed the doors, there's been a devotion online by our Connect team of Rodney and Davina Pavey, Stephen and Jasmine Funes, Robin Thompson, and Noah Evans. And they brought us some very encouraging words during this time. We want to give them some thanks. I want to say thank you to the team of volunteers that came yesterday and worked so hard to get our building ready and deep cleaned. Thank you for coming. Amen. Also want to give a shout out to all of the new care team leaders 
who have taken on the added joy of providing care and connection to the members of Life Church. They are helping us to stay connected as a body of believers, and they are ministering care and love to the body of Christ. Thank you to all of our care team leaders. And finally, I want to mention some people who have worked extremely hard to try to get our building ready for live streaming, which has required the new lighting that you see, some changes to our PA system, our video equipment. I want to give a shout-out to Chris Connor, Aaron Wimmer, Tate and Tristan Lemons, Vinny Achenbach, and then our newest friend, I don't know if he's in the booth today or not, Sean McLean, who's been doing a lot of work for us. And uh, please forgive me if I left ever anybody out, but let's give them a big shout of appreciation. Amen. Now, just to update you, the cameras that we have ordered in order to, that will enable us to live stream are back ordered, and it may be several weeks before they arrive. Basically, anything to do with live streaming is back-ordered all over this whole country because churches and businesses have snatched up all the equipment. So in the meantime, for those who are unable to attend on Sunday or maybe they're just not quite ready to come back to church, we are still pre-recording our services so that they can stay connected. Right now, instead of them being able to join into this service with a live stream is what we look forward to doing soon, they are watching a service that we recorded earlier for them it's the same sermon that I preached, but it's definitely not the same experience as being here, right? Amen? We made a decision that we did not want to go dark online after 10 weeks uh, of people being able to tune in. Members that are not able to come, and then new people that are not a part of our church that have joined in from all over the state and all over the United States. We're getting reports of people who've been joining in. Uh, I just one testimony uh, a lady that lives about 300 miles from here contacted me, and she hasn't been to church in years, but she's not missed a service since we went online, and she asked me if I would drive down the next time I go to see my mom, if I would come and if I would baptize her, because she's given her life back to the Lord, amen? So let me just, let me pose this question. Is one soul worth the work? Is one soul worth the money? Is one soul worth the effort? I think we all know what the answer is. Amen? So to God be the glory for that. So just pray that the resources come in to pay for this. Pray that the cameras come in so we can do this because it is a lot of work to continue recording another service, but we're willing to do that for the folks that are not here right now. And by the way, speaking of giving, uh, we're going to do our offering at the end of the service when you're dismissed. Just to let you know, we'll be dismissing through these doors in our auditorium. And you can drop off your offering in a bucket. It's actually a basket that the ushers are going to have. Or if you want to uh, use the credit card machine, you can do that in the back lobby. And let me just say before I start, thanks for coming to church today. Thanks for coming to church today. Amen. I appreciate you being here and I, I believe that it's a blessing. Let's go to the word of the Lord now. Joshua chapter 6, verse 6 through 16. My time starts now, by the way. Joshua 6, 16. Uh, Joshua chapter 6, verse 6. <coughs> and if somebody, Robin, can you bring me my water, please? It says, now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go out or in. 
But the Lord said to Joshua, I've given you Jericho, its king, and all of its strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. And on the seventh day, you're to march around the town seven times with the priest blowing the horns. When you hear the priests give one long blast on the ram's horns, have all the people shout as loud as they can. Then the walls of the town will collapse, and the people can charge straight into the town. So Joshua called together the priests and said, Take up the ark of the Lord's covenant and assign seven priests to walk in front of it, each carrying a ram's horn. And by the way, this is a ram's horn right here each carrying a ram's horn. Then he gave orders to the people, march around the town, and the armed men will lead the way in front of the ark of the Lord. And Joshua spoke to the people, the seven priests with the ram's horns started marching in the presence of the Lord, blowing the horns as they marched. And the ark of the Lord's covenant followed behind them. Some of the armed men marched in front of the priest with the horns, and some behind the ark with the priest continually blowing the horns. Verse 10, do not shout, do not even talk, Joshua commanded, not a single word from any of you until I tell you to shout, then shout. So the ark of the Lord was carried around the town once that day, and then everyone returned to spend the night in the camp. Joshua got up early the next morning, and the priest again carried the ark of the Lord. The seven priests with the ram's horns marched in front of the ark of the Lord, blowing the horns. Again, the armed men marched both in front of the priest with the horns and behind the ark of the Lord. All this time, the priests were blowing their horns. On the second day, on the second day, they again marched around the town once and returned to the camp. They followed this pattern for six days. Can you imagine? Not only what were they thinking, can you imagine what the people in Jericho must have been thinking? And then on the seventh day, the Israelites got up at dawn and marched around the town as they had done before. But this time, they went around the town seven times. The seventh time around, as the priests sounded the long blast on their horns, Joshua commanded the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the town. When the people heard the sound of the ram's horns, they shouted as loud as they could. Suddenly the walls of Jericho collapsed and the Israelites charged straight into the town and captured it. I want to preach on this subject today, a time to shout. A time to shout. Amen. And right now, it's the time for me to take his jacket off. Jack is kind of ugly anyway. I don't know why I keep wearing it. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. Does anybody like that jacket? Show of hands. How many of you think I should keep wearing that jacket? How many of you think it looks ridiculous? Okay. You can leave now. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the story that I just read to you of Joshua and the walls of Jericho. It's no doubt one of the most well-known and loved stories in the entire Bible. There have been movies made about it, songs about it. There's even a famous group of vegetables that have weighed in on the subject called the Veggie Tales. 
There have been various attempts made to explain the fall of Jericho by natural causes, such as the undermining of the foundation of the walls or maybe a major earthquake or by a sudden assault by an army. But the chapter that I just read to you <coughs> excuse me, does not afford even the, the slightest inkling of any of those explanations. Because if you believe the Bible, we got to take it as the story stands. And that was, there was a miraculous deliverance that was provided by the hand of Almighty God that day. You see, Jericho was no pushover. It had high walls. They had fortified gates. It was virtually impossible to conquer this city by the Israelites. They were a nomadic people. They had been raised in the desert. They had no great military force. Nothing short of the direct intervention of God could have brought such a great victory that day. And when Jericho did fall, it taught all the inhabitants of Canaan that the successes of Israel were not just human victories of man against man but that the God of Israel that fought for them was not like the false gods that everybody else served. Amen. Come on, the same God who had delivered their fathers and grandfathers out of Egypt and led them through the Red Sea was with Joshua just as he had been with Moses. Amen. You see, make no mistake, the victory was one that was given by God and was intended to bring glory to God from the very beginning. Look at the details of the orders that were given to God by Joshua. To give them, I'm sorry, by God to Joshua. The trumpets that were used were not the usual silver trumpets that were used for signaling a military assault. But instead they used those curved horns that I just showed you. It was used by the priest. Those were shofars. And they were normally used to usher in jubilee or sabbatical year. These trumpets of ram's horns, again, shofars, they were trumpets of jubilee. Now, the fact that they used those ram's horns right off the bat indicates this was not going to be a war that was won by usual means. This was not going to be a battle that was fought with swords and shields. This was going to be a war that was won by worship and praise. Hallelujah. You see, the trumpets that were carried by the priest. And then they were seven in number. The processions around Jericho was to be made on seven days. And then seven times on the seventh day. Stressing that number seven, which by the way is a number symbolizing the work of God. Then there was the Ark of God, the Ark of the Covenant, the seat of His presence that was also carried around the city. All of these particulars, all of these specifics were calculated and symbolic in a way that very much got the attention of the people. It was a reminder to them that their victory was going to come because of the power of God. Hallelujah. This war was going to be won with a shout of victory and with a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Now, there were many other contributing factors to the victory. Israel walked in obedience. They waited on God. But when the time came, the walls came down by the culmination of a shout. Walter Hawkins used to sing a song, Don't wait until the battle is over. Shout now. You know in the end you're going to win. Any gospel music fans know that song, what I'm talking about. It said, don't wait till the battle is over. Shout now. And church, I want to remind you 
We are in no ordinary battle. This virus has tried to destroy our economy, destroy our jobs, shut our churches, destroy our families. And I'm going to tell you what I believe we came to do today. I believe it is time to shout the walls down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, by the way, I already know I'm not talking to the faint of heart because you came to church today. Amen. And you didn't just come because you didn't have nothing else to do. That's why I'm glad we're back in church. We are back in the house of praise. And then we have come together for a shout. You see, some of you have gone through hell and high water. Some of you have prayed, but maybe things still have seemed tough to you. Maybe you've cried out to God, but it seems like he has not heard. But I'm going to tell you right now, it might be time to put down our silver trumpets. It might be time to put down the prayer request list and just put away any disgruntled attitude about how this whole thing is shaken out. And instead, we ought to just give God a praise. Amen? I said instead, we ought to just give God a praise. Hallelujah! Yeah, that's right. Go ahead. Yes! Hallelujah! 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 See, a matter of fact, you have some amazing worship space right where you're sitting today. You've got six-foot aisles. Matter of fact, I like this so much, I don't know if I ever want to go back to normal seating. Amen? You've got six-foot aisles. And can I just tell you today, the battle is not going to be won by mask or no mask. This battle will not be won by a vaccination or a stimulus check. Come on, somebody. This battle is not going to be won by more government or less government. The battle is going to be won when the church of God stands up and we begin to give God a shout of praise and we begin to walk in the victory that has been given to us. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Craig, give me just a smidgen more monitor, please, just a little bit more. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4 says, We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. Now, I'm not going to get into a bunch of stuff today. Because there's people on all sides of this stuff. There's some people that are, I mean, man, the church should have never shut down. The church shouldn't even be opening up. We've got people all over the spectrum. But let me just tell you what we are facing right now. We are facing worldly weapons, strongholds of human reasoning, and a lot of false arguments out there. So you know what we need to do as the body of Christ? We need to remember, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Hallelujah. We are the church of the living God. Amen. We need to stand up as a church and do what only the church can do. Call on God. Ask him to fight for us. Because I want to tell you right now, the enemy is raising his ugly head to fight 
The enemy's raising his ugly head to divide, but this war is going to be won through worship and praise and a shout. It's not going to be the normal weapons. It's not going to be the normal discord. Church, we got to remember who we are. We are the blood-bought body of Jesus Christ. Oh, I don't want to get in trouble, but let me tell you, nobody else can do what the church can do. Nobody else can stand in the gap where the church needs to stand in the gap. Amen. We're not going to fight like everybody else fights. We're going to fight with a shout. We're going to fight with a shout. Hallelujah. Today is the day that we're going to remind the devil you can hide behind the walls of Jericho if you want to. But we trust in the power of God. I'm not afraid of a second wave or a third wave or a fourth wave. We trust in the power of God. He's our strength. Satan is in the business of placing things in your way and my way. He sets up stumbling blocks. He interferes. He fights. But church, not only are we going to walk in obedience to the Word of God, not only are we going to wait on God, but I believe the Holy Ghost wants me to remind us that what many of us need after 10 weeks of being at home, you need an old-fashioned shout. Oh, <laughs> you just need an old-fashioned shout. Hallelujah. You need an old-fashioned war cry. You need an old-fashioned throw your head back, lift your hands up, and give God a praise. Hallelujah. Back in the day when I was a kid, they used to say the women need to shout till their bobby pins fall out. Now, I don't see very many bobby pins anymore, but we just need to be thankful today for the glory of God. Now, if you're a guest, and we do have guests here today, thank you for coming. Amen. I'm so glad we were open so you could be at church today. So please excuse us if we're a little loud and rambunctious, but Life Church needs to get our shout back. We need to get our shout back. Some of you need a breakthrough in this place today. We need to make this auditorium a war zone of praise. Come on. Are you in the middle of something? You need to shout, amen. Are you still worried you might get sick? You need to shout, amen. Pray the prayer of faith right where you sit or where you stand. Give God a shout of praise over your family right now. You see, we have weapons that we fight the devil with, and we don't want to let him collect spiritual dust, amen? We need to use every weapon that's at our disposal. We need to use our mouths and testify to the power of God in our lives. We need to plead the blood of Jesus, amen? We need to remember that he still calls us to walk by faith and not by sight, amen? Sometimes you just need a shout of victory and praise in your life. See, Joshua and the people of God were in a fight, and it seemed very one-sided against them. They were faced with something huge that they had to overcome, the mighty walls of the city of Jericho. And hear me, if you live for God for any period of time or with any real intensity, you're going to have to fight. If you're expecting a cakewalk, I don't want to disappoint you. Christianity's not for you. <laughs> if you're expecting a cakewalk, Life is not for you. Amen? It's just how it works. When, when we try to take enemy territory, we are always going to be faced with something that we must overcome. We've all got our walls. 
that we have to overcome as believers in order to have complete victory in our lives. Sometimes it's walls of rebellion. Can I get a little help from the church today? Sometimes it's sin. Sometimes it's fear or a lack of faith and trust in God. Sometimes it's things from your past. Sometimes it's personal shortcomings. Sometimes it's people or situations that are trying to stand in our way. There were at least three weapons that were used to overcome Jericho. <coughs> Excuse me. The same three that we have to use in our spiritual battle today. Number one was obedience. They had to do what God said even though they didn't understand. Can you imagine, frankly, how silly it must have seemed walk around the walls? Oh, and by the way, put the priest out in front and give him the ram's horns. Uh, throw a few musicians in there too. But I want you to walk around the walls every day for seven days. When do we fight? No, no, I said, walk around the walls for seven days. Oh, and by the way, on the seventh day, I need you to get up real early. Matter of fact, get up at the crack of dawn. Read your Bible. Get up really early, because on day seven, you're going to take seven laps. Don't forget your Fitbit, because you will get your 10,000 steps that day. So make sure you got it charged up, because you're going to hit 20 on day seven. And so, can you imagine, though, think about it from the physical. Think about it from the natural. How silly it must have seemed but they had to walk in obedience. Sometimes, folks, we just have to obey God and quit trying to figure Him out. We just need to do what He says us to do, for us to do. So number one, you got to walk in obedience. The second thing they did, they had to walk in consistency. Doing the right thing, the right way, every day for seven days. Faithfulness, sacrifice, worship, prayer. They walked around for seven days for us. We need to pray. We need to give. We need to worship. Amen. We need to connect with other believers. We need to keep our faith. We need to continue remembering who we are. Be consistent. And then the third thing was praise. It was the most powerful and least used weapon, I think, that sometimes we possess. Sometimes in my life, I don't know about you, but I think some of you can testify. Sometimes the only thing that seems to work to get me out of a place I don't like to be in is a good old-fashioned shout of praise. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. See, can I just tell you, there's a lot of people that believe that this generation doesn't want demonstrative church. I totally disagree. Don't tell me people want dead church, amen? Because I'll tell you, look at Bethany from Baton Rouge. Look at Bethel from Redding, California. Look at Elevation from Charlotte. Look at Hillsong from all over the world. I'm talking about Holy Ghost-filled churches and worship movements in our world that are growing and reaching young people and young adults with demonstrative praise and worship. Oh, come on, I'm going to challenge us right now. Hand clapping, arm raising, jumping, dancing, loud shouts of praise. People don't want dead church. People don't want a dead experience. We don't serve a dead God. And sometimes you got to raise your hands and open your voice and give Him a shout of praise. Hallelujah! Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. I think we've got too many professional Christians in our world that are too dignified to let go and shout amen. But you see, you don't know like I know what he's done for me. (laughs) See, you don't remember like I remember being a teenage boy in the clutches of alcohol and drugs. So pardon me while I get a little loud in church on a Sunday morning. So pardon me while I get excited remembering my deliverer has brought me home. See, when your back is against the wall, when the devil is fighting for all he is worth, when you're feeling low spiritually, it's time to shout. The word for shout in the Old Testament means to sing or to shout or to cry out. Special emphasis is placed on singing and shouting praises to God. The first time it was used, it's found at the conclusion of the consecration of Aaron and his sons to the priesthood. And the Bible says that when the fire fell and consumed the sacrifice, it says the people shouted and fell on their faces. The word shout is used to express joy, and it often includes loud singing and trumpets and musical instruments. Isaiah chapter 12 and verse 6 says, Let all the people of Jerusalem shout his praise with joy, for great is the Holy One of Israel who lives among you. Shout his praise with joy. Shout His praise with joy. Praise is so powerful because it ensures the active presence of God on our behalf. And Life Church, I don't want us to ever become so dignified and so polished that we forget how to shout. Well, I just prefer, no, 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 no. I said, I don't want us to get so dignified and so polished that we forget how to shout and give God a praise. Amen. And as a matter of fact, if you don't like it, I'm not sure you're going to like it in heaven because they're going to be dancing, they're going to be singing, they're going to be rejoicing. So I want you to stand with me right now. Now I got the A team in here today. The people that show up the first day, you ain't scared. You ain't scared to worship. You ain't scared to give them a praise. And so you know what? This week, and I I prayed about this. Matter of fact, I had another entire sermon prepared. I worked all day Tuesday. Had a really nice sermon. Maybe one day I'll get to preach it. But all night Tuesday night, I was like, nope, this ain't it. This ain't it. This ain't it. This ain't it. And so then Wednesday... I went for a long walk, and the Lord spoke to me. And he said, you know what you need to do? You just need to bring the people in, and y'all need to shout. Oh, what's he getting ready to do right now? Woo! Can we sneak out real quick? And he reminded me of the story. And that is, if you want the walls to fall down, don't do what you always do. Break out the ram's horn. So don't be scared. You're fixing to hear the shofar. Let's not be so polished that we can't get our sweat on in church. Amen? Because Life Church, we need to shout today. You know what? And I mean this sincerely. We need to shout 
this virus off the face of the earth. You think that's crazy? I don't think it's crazy, amen. By his stripes we are healed, amen. We can send that virus back to the gates of hell where it came from. So let me just take it a step further. We need to shout for the people who can't shout today. Go ahead, give them a shout of praise. Hallelujah! We need to shout for the people who won't shout today. Hallelujah! We need to shout so walls can come down and people can find their deliverance. Amen? Give them a shout of praise. Hallelujah! If the virus has not touched your house, you really need to give him a shout of praise right now. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. 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 If you are still working. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. 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 You see, I don't want to have to hype us up today, but I think what we need to do, we need to get our eyes off of the government. We need to get our eyes off the virus. We need to get our eyes off of what we can't do, and we need to remember we are God's people, and he's taking care of us, and he's worthy of a shout of praise. Hallelujah! So, if you're still working, you need to shout. If you're unemployed but God is still taking care of you, you need to shout. I had somebody come to me yesterday during the workday, and they said, Pastor, I got laid off yesterday. I said, oh, no. He said, oh, well, that's okay. I got a job yesterday, too. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> if you have somebody in your family who's sick, it's time to shout. Because you need the victory, amen? If you're struggling to make ends meet financially, you need to shout to the Lord who is your provider. If you're just glad that you're saved in this day and age, you need to shout because we serve a great God and an awesome God. Hallelujah. I'm not in the graveyard. I'm in the church house. Amen. Come on. I'm not in the hospital room with a ventilator hooked up to me. I want to give God a shout of praise. I haven't buried my kids. I haven't had to bury Come on, somebody. Woo! God, I give you praise. I give you glory. Now, we can't have an altar call up here. But we can have an altar call right where you're standing right now. You've got six feet. I want the praise team to sing. And for just a few moments, do you think God is worth just a little bit of praise? Just a little bit of shout? Just a little bit of worship? Go ahead, Lisa. Let's give him a praise right where we are. Amen? Come on. God has been good to us. Let's praise him right now. Amen. That's it. Whatever you need is, shout it out to God. Give it to Him. Just give it to Him. Come on, the walls are coming down. The walls are coming down. 
Come on!